Street veteran Bernard Madoff has been arrested and charged with running a $50 billion Ponzi scheme. Congress wants to know what caused the Enron meltdown. Now, well, the collective rage currently is focused on Wilcom. Tyco CEO Dennis Kozlowski was convicted of looting hundreds of millions of dollars. This is one of the biggest fraud cases ever. Their president's a crook. Well, I'm not a crook. Find out more on this week's episode of White Collars, Red Hands. The way we think about cars today is much different than when the automobile was invented in Germany in 1885. The Benz Patent Motor Wagon, which is now Mercedes-Benz, was a tricycle design that did not have a steering wheel and was instead controlled by a rotating gear with a handle in the middle. The automobile went through many transformations since then, some of them interesting, such as the famous DeLorean from Back to the Future fame, or the 1914 Anderson Detroit Electric Model 90, one of the first electric cars released in 1914, uh, and it was driven from the back seat, not from the front. Since then, electric cars have come back into fashion uh, recently as the world tries to find a solution to the problem of highway vehicles cranking out about 1.5 billion tons of greenhouse gases every year, as well as trying to cut down on dependency for finite resources such as fossil fuels. The rise of hybrids and fully electric cars is still ongoing and has fueled the rise of companies like Tesla, but even electric vehicles still have their downsides. 80% of the electricity generated in the United States is produced by non-renewable energy resources. So charging up the batteries on your Nissan Leaf means that quite a bit of coal was still burned to get you down to whatever vegan restaurant you were planning on trying out with the polycule tonight. That's why when Nikola came along in 2015, a blatant coattail ride to Tesla with the naming, by the way, but whatever, and they touted that they were going to create a line of trucks and cars that ran off hydrogen gas, a fuel that could be generated from water and produced only water as a byproduct from its use in fuel cells, they originally found a lot of interest. But was the company actually trying to save the world or fill the pockets of its founder and CEO, Trevor Milton? Find out what the H is going on in this week's episode of White Collar's Red Hands. You can't say hack anymore? Uh, H is the atomic symbol for hydrogen. Uh, right? Right? Yeah, I know. It's a, it's a bad joke, but I try. Okay? I try my best. I literally sat there for 15 minutes going like, what do I put here? And that's the best I could come up with. Don't if I knew the periodic table of elements, I would have thought it was funny. Yeah, that's that's a really bad prerequisite for a joke. Now that I'm thinking about it, you're like, oh man, this is good. The science nerds are gonna fucking love this one. I will say, I, I'm one of the few who did not take chemistry. So ever, I never took chemistry. I, I thought you like had to take it at least at some point, right? So in Ohio, when I graduated, you did not have to take it, and I was like the last year that you didn't have to take it. Oh, my God. It's not cursive, man. You can't just skip chemistry. <laughs> well, I, I was mean, fine. I went to college. I was fine. This this makes sense, though. This this explains Ohio just a little bit more. I'm not going to lie. You used to only need to take Algebra 2 to graduate, too. I actually think in Arizona, that's all you had to go up to as well was Algebra 2. Yeah. All yep. you needed was Algebra 2, and then you were fine. I took more than that, but... When I graduated, that's really all you needed. Okay, a math girly, I see. Not, not a math girly. My mother <laughs> was a math girly, and so I struggled, and she supported me through math. Oh, she just did your homework? Nice. 
no, she sat beside me while I cried and did my homework. Oh, fair enough. Fair mm-hmm. enough. Well, mm-hmm. w- uh, welcome back, everybody, uh, to another episode, another season, season 14 of White Collars, Red Hands. I'm Kashan. And I'm Nina. And for those of you watching the video, you might notice that we are not in the same room. Uh, that's because... Kashan, F you. I don't want to see you. New yeah. year, no Nina. Yeah, this is actually a direct result of the restraining order that she's put upon me. Yes. Well, you can't be within 500 feet, but she still wanted to continue the podcast. So, you know, this was this is what we came up to. No, I no. I feel like wilder things have happened. I mean, honestly, you're probably not wrong. But uh, no, I'm just feeling a little under the weather, which, of course, uh, is perfect because this happens to be my week. So hopefully I can edit out any coughing that happens during this episode. Uh, but apologies in advance if I can't. Uh, and today, yeah, we're talking about Trevor, primarily Trevor Milton, the former CEO and board of, uh, what? The, what's the head of the board of directors? There we go. Of I was like, I don't Nicola. know. I didn't look at anything. I, not, I'm used to it. You don't have to tell me. I know. I know you, you know. do. It's okay. Uh, <laughs> because uh, I, I feel like today's episode is pretty detailed. So I'm really happy. Yeah. Oh, you're gonna love it. We're we're coming back with a banger for the for the season premiere. Just just uh, very in depth uh, discussions of how Nicola lied about a bunch of things that they did. Um. So let's just jump right into it. Yeah, Nina, you want to ask me a question? I read a lot of documents for this, so you might as well throw some questions at me this week. Okay. So Nicola is the name of the company. <laughs> what a great question. Yes. Which, yeah, Nikola, Tesla. This was after Tesla already got no. super big and they were just like, well, someone's already got the last name. But We'll just take the first name. But they never said anything about the first name. It's so stupid. And they're another right. freaking alternative resource car company. I, they All should, right. They should have known. When I have questions, I will ask them. Please. So Trevor Milton was born in 1982 into a relatively middle-class family. His father was a railroad manager and his mother was a realtor. So nothing crazy. Um, He was born in Utah, which means, yes, his family was part of the Church of Latter-day Saints, which obviously means he had some siblings, a brother and three sisters. Oh, wow. He lived a relatively uneventful childhood life uh, before embarking on the jewel of a Mormon life, the mission. Trevor spent 18 months spreading the word of the golden plates around Brazil why would why wasn't he there the full two years? You know what? I don't know. He just decided he's like, you know what, a year and a half. They we'll, got it. We'll call it. Um, I'm assuming though that in Brazil that's where he learned to speak speak Portuguese. Either that or he's, he's lying on his LinkedIn page about as much as the rest of us do, because it says on his LinkedIn page that he knows English and Portuguese. You probably I mean, know. He probably knows some. He probably knows enough to get around. He probably said enough to say, Hello, would you like to hear about the Book of Mormon in English? Hello, my name is Father. What's his name again? Elder Price. Well, no, the guy who we're talking oh, about. Oh, Elder Milton. Milton. Yeah. Hello, my name is Elder Milton. That's how you know. That's what he knows in um, Portuguese. And I would like to share with you this very special book. Yeah, and by the way, Milton, not related to Milton Bradley, just in case you were wondering. The uh, Damn. the game, the Monopoly people. Yeah, the game company. Yeah. Not not that. So if that was something you were thinking, get it out of your head. 
Um, when returning to the States after his mission, Trevor enrolled in Utah Valley University. Going to get into Utah State or the University of Utah, I guess. Don't know. Uh, Brigham Young. Oh, yeah. He didn't go to BYU. Uh, how, however, he dropped out after just one semester in college. He would go on to preach a narrative that he left college because he felt uh, that the experience of jumping right into a sales and marketing career would would benefit him more, kind of a la uh, Bill Gates or Elizabeth Holmes. However, it was later revealed that he left school uh, because he was actually kicked out because he was paying other students uh, to do work for him. Yeah, he can't do that. Yeah, like really, Trevor, you, the first semester, you couldn't get through like English 101 without paying someone to write an essay? Well, it's because he forgot all of his English. He needed. He only remembered Portuguese. English 101, you could write, you could write whatever you wanted in those classes and at least get a C. Yeah, there was one time I got a B on a paper. I definitely should have gotten an F on. I remember that. Like, they don't care, and they don't want to fail you. You have to try. Um, after leaving college, uh, he did get a partner and started a, a company selling alarm systems. Uh, the company was called St. George Security and Alarm, but he exited the business shortly afterwards, paying himself $300,000 but only paying his 50-50 business partner $100,000. So he sold the company for $400,000, and then he just, like, cheated his business partner out of an extra $100,000. Did the guy know? He he found out later. That's typical Mormon behavior. So, and that was only the beginning of, of what he would do. Uh, after that, he moved on to running an online classified ad site that specialized in selling cars, called upillar.com. Why is it called that? No idea. What does it have to mm. do with cars? No idea. Um, but that folded, Miller. obviously. I don't yeah. even know her. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. Uh, I, you know, never mind. Uh, never mind. Uh, but that business folded as well. Uh, and the timeline matches up to where it was actually after the dot-com bubble, so at first I thought, oh, maybe it was just part of the dot-com bubble. I don't think so. This is like a few years after that that this happened. But after uh, U-Pillar folded, Trevor found his niche, his bread and butter business, alternative energy automobiles, when he founded D-Hybrid Incorporated, where he attempted to convert- Three, like three companies. This is, this is honestly the story of so many business people, right? They just like- they just fail a bunch until something works. And that's kind of exactly what he did. Because there's more than this, too. These are just, like, the highlights. But but they... And then they're like, I'm a genius. And they're like, no, you just kept trying until something worked. So you kind of got something right. And you lied the whole... Especially if you lie the whole time, too, which is exactly what he's doing. Lying, stealing, cheating. Um, and it still fails. Uh and he just bankrolls that into the next thing. And the next thing, as I mentioned, was D-Hybrid Incorporated. And they attempted to convert diesel engines into compressed natural gas engines. So they were like developing technology to take semi-trucks that run on diesel and instead convert them to used natural gas. Oh, you say semi-truck? Mm-hmm. You don't say semi I mean, whatever, man. Semi-truck, semi-truck, the same thing. Tato-potato, not really. Oh, my God. You know what? 
leave it leave it in the comments. What do you guys think it is? I'm it's probably a semi truck. Oh my god. Okay, I'm probably wrong. I think you are. It's called a hemisphere semi truck, right? Huh? Hemisphere, like a half sphere. Yeah. Semi 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 truck. Hmm. Whatever, man. They don't Whatever. want. To, they don't want to hear us debate linguistics. Uh, they th want to hear about Trevor Milton, and, businessman extraordinaire. Yeah, uh, and D Hybrid Incorporated was actually the first business that he seemed to to get uh, support behind. That seemed to go well. This is the first one that he got lucky in. They actually demoed the technology to Swift which is a major trucking transportation company. And Swift signed a contract to convert 800 of their trucks to natural gas after the demo. And the contract was worth $16 million. Wow. But turns out this is another instance of Trevor over-promising on the technology of his company. Um, and Swift actually sued D-Hybrid in 2012 saying the company had only delivered five trucks in its first delivery instead of 10, which what they had, is what they had agreed to, and that they did not perform to expectations. Hmm. I couldn't find any more details besides that, but yeah, I guess it just didn't work the way that the demo had made it seem like they would work. They're supposed to run the same, right? Yeah, they're literally supposed to be like the same kind of trucks, except for instead of diesel, they use compressed natural gas which is a more available and cheaper resource than diesel. He continued to lie about the success of D-Hybrid to get other investors, though, uh, telling them that the contract with Swift was actually worth $250 million in email when correspondence. When it was really only worth 16 Yep, so that is more than 15 times the actual worth of the contract that he was telling people that, oh, well, we have all this money coming in. We have, we have a quarter of a billion dollars coming in. And they had sixteen million dollars. Um, the, wouldn't that be public record? Like, wouldn't people be able to look that up? Not really. Like, uh, unless you had access to the actual contract, no. And they're not a publicly traded company, so you could maybe like contact Swift directly. But that's the thing with all of these, right? Like, if you're talking to somebody and they're making claims, you can dig deeper and go do your due diligence and go ask these companies, like, hey, is all this correct? Mm -hmm. But most people just aren't doing that. Well, it would take a long time. Yeah, and they just assume that when they're investing in something that the person telling them things is... Telling them the truth. Yeah, not fucking them over. Right. But sometimes they are. Joke's on you. Uh, and Swift was actually successful in their litigation. Um, they won that lawsuit, which kind of put... Trevor Milton and D-Hybrid Inc. in a very precarious financial situation because that was their only business so far, and now they had been sued to recover their money that they had already been given. So he tried to look for someone to buy D-Hybrid Inc., and he ended up selling the company to a holding company, but then they backed out of the deal after signing it because one, they said, once again, Trevor Milton had misrepresented how much the company was worth when they agreed to buy it. And that holding company also sued D-Hybrid Incorporated. So they created almost nothing, and they have two big lawsuits against them. So he then started another company 
with his dad this time called Dehybrid Systems. And this similar name was chosen so that he could pitch the company as a spiritual continuation of Dehybrid Incorporated, which allowed him to... Did it still with gas? Huh? Did it still like, have to do with gas and stuff? Yeah, he basically said that it was kind of the same company, but because the other company was getting sued so much, he created Dehybrid Systems, and they continued the same technology, and he marketed the company as like, well, we've done all these other things... And then he listed everything the other company had did. And it worked. He got uh, he got a company called Worthington Industries to buy Dehybrid Systems for $15.9 million, which almost, rec- which almost recovered everything they were going to get from that initial contract with Swift. Yeah. And this- Did like- it cover their, them getting sued, though? Huh? Did it cover them? Did it cover them getting sued though? I because that was a different company. I'm assuming that that co- that company just folded, mm, like just went bankrupt, okay. folded. Those people never got their money back from the litigation. The company just went under. So that's why he started a completely different company, different by one word, but then just used it as a continuation. And then Worthington not only bought his new company, but they gave him two million dollars. To start another company. And this company just so happened to be Nikola, which stayed on brand, promising to produce alternative energy semi trucks to reduce emissions from the freight industry. And Milton continued to do what had got him this far lie, cheat, and steal his way to projected success. So Nikola started in 2015 and immediately got to uh, work on preparing a semi-truck that ran on hydrogen. And fair warning, I am about to nerd out on some of this. So oh, great. Just be prepared. Um, I'm going to be very quiet for a while. The plan was basically this. Hydrogen can be produced by a process called electrolysis, where okay. an electrical current is ran through water, which splits the hydrogen and oxygen atoms in water into their respective gases. This can then be run in reverse and the hydrogen atoms can be stripped of their electrons with a- and combining it with the oxygen in the air, it creates electrical energy and water as a byproduct. And this electrical energy can then be used to charge the batteries to run anything like a semi-truck. So that's kind of what they were going at. It's a fuel that can be used that produces water as a byproduct. Interesting. Nikola wanted to make the trucks, build the hydrogen fueling station infrastructure to fill up the trucks, because obviously without hydrogen-based cars, that doesn't really exist, and wanted to produce the hydrogen gas on site at the filling stations rather than at a central location and distributing it like what they do with gasoline. So they wanted to build these fueling stations and build electrolysis uh, electrolyzers there and produce the hydrogen gas on site. Would you? Okay, I got a dumb question. Okay. Do you pump it up like regular gas? So yeah, it would be. Uh, I'm pretty sure it was like compressed hydrogen gas, so it would be actually be a liquid. Yeah, but you would like put it in a tank like gas. Yeah, there was like a there was like a filling port, I guess, that you like hook it up to, and it would fill it up. 
Okay. So it's not like electric cars that need to be plugged in. This is like you pump it like regular gas. Exactly. So instead of having to plug in cars, which takes time for one. Well, and it would take forever to charge up a semi-truck. Exactly. So instead they're like, well, you can fill it with hydrogen and you can charge the batteries as you go. So it's Mm -hmm. like an electrical car, but if it used fuel instead of charging. And and produce zero emissions, obviously, as well. Okay. Um and that now all of this is obviously a large undertaking, right? You have to make you have to develop this whole new kind of vehicle and then develop the fuel for it and then the infrastructure to deliver that fuel to the vehicle all across the United States from the ground up that does not exist. So that is why it's surprising when just a year later at the end of 2016, Nikola announced that they were unveiling a completely functional prototype of their first hydrogen-powered semi-truck, the Nikola One. And leading up to the unveiling, they released a video of the Nikola One driving down a highway somewhere in like the fucking grasslands of the United States. I don't know. Might be Ohio. Looked a little like Ohio. And after a rousing speech by Trevor, they unveiled the prototype in person for a live audience, complete with the headlights, the infotainment screens in the cabinet, in the cabin that was also supposed to have like a proprietary technology to plan routes efficiently, which is weird because it's 2016 and Google Maps definitely exists. Right. But that, Ways, but Apple that, Maps. But that was a selling point that they had developed proprietary technology to find shipping routes. I don't know. Maybe, was it a faster route? Was that what they were advertising? I literally, it's hard to tell. He just, okay. he just, he, cause he just showed like some, he basically just showed the map and like destinations you could input. And then it would just like find routes for you. But to be honest, none of it actually existed. So, hmm. oh, oh, none of it existed. No, no, it was all. Fake, which is what we're going to get into, but um, tre- about that, yeah. Trevor referred to the Nikola One multiple times in the unveiling as a completely functional truck, saying it was fully functioning and that a chain would be on the seats to prevent people from coming in to keep people from driving off with it on accident or like a safety risk. Um, he also said that the truck, he said this exactly, the truck was not a what he called a pusher or a fake truck made just to give the appearance that it was real. He says that in the speech. I watched all 45 minutes. And he says it's not just a pusher. This is not a fake truck. This is a fully functioning truck that we've built. But it wasn't. No, not at all. Um, it, could, it, was, it was a pusher. That's exactly what it was. The promotional video of the truck driving down a road and coming to a stop at a stop sign was not real at all. They towed the truck to the top of a hill. And just let it roll? They just released it, yeah. Turns out the only thing that really worked on the truck was the brakes because literally they'd put it at the top. The guy would release the brakes. It would roll down the hill, giving it the appearance that it was driving, and then he would hit the brakes to come to a stop. Was he sitting inside the car? Yes. Terrifying. Well, it's funny because, yeah, it was actually kind of... That's da- how people die. Well, it was kind of dangerous because literally, like, um, one of the doors they said was, like, taped on because it didn't work. 
and like all the infotainment screens that were in there that showed the speedometers and stuff, none of that was actually real. They put screens or iPads and then just played videos of speedometers and the infotainment stuff just to give it the appearance that it was real. Um, And it also lacked a bunch of very important pieces like the... uh, the controller, the thing that communicates like driver inputs to the engine was missing. Mm -hmm. So it was very, and like they took out all the stuff that would let it run on hydrogen because it was dangerous to be in there. So literally just none of it was real. I'm just like confused why he would even, like what was his goal in making that so fake? Well, we'll we'll talk about it but you okay. know you know it's 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 the fake it till you make it kind of stuff right yeah it's like lie that a technology but works like, and nobody just, who is like kind of a mechanic was like let me see like what's under the hood i like some people like some people did but they weren't allowed to at that unveiling they weren't just going to let anyone come up and just like yeah. look under the hood and they were they were pretty good at making it appear like it was real like that because they were purposely deceiving people they could take steps to make sure that no one would actually find it out um, okay. and as for the unveiling at this like on the stage when they showed the truck to people in person all the same tricks were in place uh but they had to hook up compressed air to keep the sense like the air suspension and brakes functional um they also had it just like plugged into the wall for the headlights to turn on and it was on a rotating stage so as the stage rotated, it would have to be manually unplugged and plugged back in to keep it from like pulling it out of the socket. So someone, it, I just think it's hilarious that someone was like backstage. Someone in the back just like plugging and unplugging the thing. Yeah, while it's rotating, they're like, okay, unplug it. Okay, plug it back in. Okay, they're unplug like, it. on a walkie-talkie, plug it, unplug it. Okay, plug, plug it, it back in. Plug it. Yeah, there had to be like a stage manager for this, <laughs> this to go off. They're hiding in all black so that no one can see them. Oh, yeah. Stage blacks. That's hilarious. They're like, okay, unplug one, go. Unplug two, ready. Unplug two, go. Plug back in one, ready. Plug back in one, go. And if you're thinking, well, uh, maybe Trevor Milton didn't know, uh, you'd be wrong. Uh, He was at the promotional shoot where the truck was getting towed up the hill in person. So definitely knew that was happening. And in private communications with his team, he acknowledged multiple times that the Nikola one was not functioning. Um, And after its unveiling, Trevor actually had no intention of even continuing work on the Nikola one prototype. They stopped working on it completely. So he was like, not even going to try to make this a real thing. Yeah, dude, it was just hype beast. It was just to be like, look at what we're doing and like gain hype around the company. They did, in 2019, eventually create a working prototype of its successor, the Nikola 2. Uh, but Trevor would continue to market the company as developing the first working model in 2016. But they just never released it. And this is, once again, we talked about this with Theranos, which there are actually a lot of kind of parallels with this and the Theranos story, that this is like the first iPhone unveiling, right? That's where he probably got this idea from. Is like, well, the fir- at the first uh, iPhone unveiling, it didn't work. And they had to switch iPhones to make it look like it worked. 
and they just figured out the technology and it became a huge success for Apple. But if none of it exists at all to begin with, like at least the iPhone was like, it would work and then would stop working. They didn't just like put a fake screen the whole time, right? Right. Right. They were close. It just wasn't completely working. This time they're doing it with something that does not exist. But yeah, they were doing it with something that just didn't even exist. Yeah, it's just completely fake. Um, In February 2020, Milton announced that Nikola would be adding another vehicle to their already non-existent lineup. Um, And it was a commercially available pickup truck called the Badger that would supposedly be available in both a fully electric and hydrogen fuel cell model. This is the Honey Badger. Is that a reference? You've never seen the Honey Badger video? What? The Honey Badger video? You were on the internet so much as a child. I cannot believe you never saw the Honey Badger video. Okay, this sounds familiar, but was this something from like middle school that maybe I just don't remember? Like my high school, maybe early college. And he was like, this is the Honey Badger. And then he's like, um, it's like a fake, it's like a National Geographic thing. But then the guy is like, it's a, it's a guy like voicing it over, like making it funny. I, you know what? I think I remember what you're talking about, but it's been yeah. more than 10 years since I've seen it. So I'm going to send it to you. Can't wait. I can't wait to relive early 2010s internet. It would be. Next, you're going to send me fucking jar squatter or some shit. I don't know what that is. Good. Ew, is it? Ew, that you sounds yucky. Oh, is that where the guy know. breaks the jar in his butthole? And then pulls it out. Yeah. I didn't watch that. Good. I'm gl- I'm happy for you. Keep. It I just that- know about it. Keep it that way. Yeah. Speaking of bad. Speaking of bad things, though. Eek. <laughs> I don't know. Speaking of how do I? Bad things, how do I segue from that? How do I segue from that? I don't know. We just move on like nothing happened. Um. Yes, the Badger, he, uh, in February 2020, he announced it, said that a prototype would be unveiled later that year in 2020. And then Milton went on a press tour that touted everything within the trucks would be made completely from the ground up by Nikola, that their intellectual property was going into the design of everything, from the batteries, the inverters, the body, the chassis, the infotainment system, um, which this would obviously make the company more appealing as if they owned the patents to the technology in their trucks, they'd be worth more money and other companies would find it hard to compete with them if they were developing all the batteries in-house. Under the hood, though, when Milton announced the Badger, the team had barely completed concept sketches of the car. They had like done some like visual renderings and, uh-huh. that, and that was it. And he was like, yeah, this will be ready at the end of the year. And we're making all the batteries and stuff for it. They had like not even started work on it, uh, let alone created a working prototype. Nikola then did the exact opposite of what Trevor Milton said they were going to do when they licensed out the construction and design of almost all the parts of the Badger to a third-party company to make it for them. Uh They then constructed the prototypes using all third-party components, which contained no proprietary design from Nikola besides the body and maybe like the infotainment system. 
Nikola had attempted to design new batteries and inverters, uh, but they, they couldn't. They were bad at it, and they failed. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Do you have a point-of-sale system you can trust, or is it <clears throat> a real POS? You need Shopify for retail. From accepting payments to managing inventory, Shopify POS has everything you need to sell in person. Go to shopify.com slash system, all lowercase, to take your retail business to the next level today. That's shopify.com slash system. Does Monday at the office feel like a storm? Not with Microsoft Copilot. That feeling when Copilot gets everyone up to speed instantly? It's sunny again. When Copilot simplifies complex data so your teams can act, that sun's shining on a beach. And when Copilot uncovers hidden insights, you're on that beach with your people, and you find buried treasure. That's Microsoft Copilot. Learn more at Microsoft.com slash AI for all. So just all this was outsourced then? Yeah, they just used other batteries and everything, and they put it, and they just cobbled it together. The team also did not actually build the body or the chassis from the ground up, like Milton had said publicly. Instead, they just repurposed them from some Ford F-150s. A car that Milton stated would be comparable to the Badger, and and they were going to directly compete with, and then they just like they just kind of took their body and just like made some changes to it, and then purposely tried to obfuscate the fact that they had done it. Despite Milton claiming that there would be a hydrogen fuel cell model, he actually directed the team not to construct one because it would be more complicated than the electric prototype. He did, however, tell them to put a hydrogen fill port on it that led to nothing to make it look like it was capable of using hydrogen fuel. Hmm. So they put the port where you would put hydrogen in, but it it couldn't actually use it. This is kind of like when there's a chili cook-off and uh, somebody doesn't make their own chili, they buy Wendy's chili, and then they win. Oh, this is what it's like. Wendy's chili slaps, though. Wendy's chili is so good. It. Oh, it's so good. It's the best thing at Wendy's. That's a bold statement. It's better I, than the Frosty? Absolutely, it's better than the Frosty. Huh. Wendy's chili's so good. Some crackers and cheese and onion on it. What if you put it on the baked potato? Ooh. Ooh. Please. I can only take so much. You're getting mm, me excited. That sounds really good. You're getting me excited. Um, one of the stupidest things that Trevor Milton, though, did with the Badger is announcing that the water byproduct from the fuel cell in the Badger, which once again... It did not have and could never run on hydrogen to begin with. Um, he said that the the water byproduct would be dispensed from a water fountain in the truck to give the driver cool, clean drinking water. His engineering team was never told this. He came up with it on the spot in the interview and investigated. I mean, it sounds good. Oh, yeah, it sounds great. That's a great selling point. Investigators later found that right after the interview, he Googled, can you drink water from a fuel cell? <laughs> so he just says shit. And he's like, uh, is that even possible? Um, I got someone who says shit before they think about it. I understand. He then also had the engineers. He did. They built a water fountain into the Badger prototype. It was just hooked up to a water tank, though, because once again, it can't even run on hydrogen, so it's not creating any water as a byproduct, but he made it look like it could. He then announced that they were starting pre-sales for the truck, 
with down payment reservations. And then when nobody actually wanted to buy the damn thing, he lied and said the most expensive package had already been sold out in a matter of uh, just a couple of weeks. Which but once, nobody bought it. No, I think they had like uh, they had like eight hundred like reservations or something, uh, but they were selling thousands. And once again, his company didn't know that. So when he announced it on Twitter that they were sold out, his team, the like software team, had to go on and like remove it from the website like at a frantic pace because they were like, what? <laughs> so he wasn't even talking to the people in the company. He would just like say stuff on Twitter. Remind- oh my gosh. That'd be so stressful if you worked for him. Yeah, it reminds me of one of our previous presidents. Mm. Mm. I have no idea which one you'd be talking about. Mm. Mm. It's obviously Theodore Roosevelt. Uh- <laughs> obviously. What a, what a Twitter guy that was. I, I remember his famous tweet. Uh, walk softly and carry a big stick. Mm-hmm. And it was a it was a picture of Mandingo. That's a that's a porn actress with a very a porn actor with a very large penis. I I yeah, I've heard of them. Oh yeah, you've I've heard you, of you've them. seen a couple of documentaries. I've seen a few documentaries, a few short like they're short documentaries. They're like thirty four five minutes, seven minutes long. Seven minutes. Wow. Okay. They're just really short documentaries. And sometimes, you know, like, you get so much information so fast that you just don't even watch the full seven-minute documentary. Yeah, you know, I'm the kind of person who will watch uh, the first, like, maybe four minutes and then skip to the last minute, yeah, of a documentary. I mean, it's kind of like when they tell you in a paragraph, like, all you really need is, like, the first sentence and the last sentence to know what's going on. It's kind of how it is in those documentaries. Exactly. Making a bunch of false statements about a private company is one thing, right? But it becomes a much bigger deal when the company is publicly traded and subject to a bunch more regulation. So with that sentence, I think you probably know where this is going. As Ju- In June of 2020, Nikola became a, public traded, a publicly traded company on the NASDAQ through a reverse merger with a special purpose acquisition company. Now that was a lot of words. I was like, I don't know what any, I don't, oh my God, I don't really know all those words. Yeah, no, it was a lot. When I typed it, I got done and I was like, oh my God, that's a terrible sentence. Um, So the gist is basically, once again, we've talked about reverse mergers before, but it's when someone creates a publicly traded business with no actual business behind it and they IPO promising investors that they'll find a company to merge with to take them public. Because once they, they don't do business, once they merge with a smaller company, that smaller company now becomes the public company. So that's what they did. That's how they went public. Um, and the big thing about this compared to a normal IPO is that when you go through the normal pathways for an initial public offering, uh, there's something called a quiet period, which is where executives at the company cannot make any claims about the business that aren't already included in all of the filings for the, the IPO. Um, and it basically keeps them from overhyping the launch and pumping up the price of their stock and also lets uh, competitors compete more efficiently or more fairly, I guess. Um, a reverse merger like this is not subject to a quiet period. So Trevor Milton went around doubling down on all of the claims that he had made previously on his marketing campaign with the Badger and the Nikola 
one and two models. Even mentioning on a podcast that it was good that they did the that they went public this way so that he could represent the company uh, in a way that he deemed fit. That he deemed fit. Yeah. Basically, he's like, eh, it's pretty great that I can just lie about stuff. Yeah. And I can pump up the, the, the price of the stock. And this did have the exact effect that Milton wanted. And the Nikola, and the price of Nikola stock shot up in value to briefly reach $93.13 a share, which means that for at least a moment, Nikola had a higher market capitalization than almost all other American car manufacturers, including Ford. Wow. And this brought Trevor Milton's net worth to over $8 billion at the time. Billion? Billion, yeah, with a B. Whoa. He owned like, uh, how much is it? I think he owned like 25.4% of the company or something, and his shares were worth $8 billion at, at its highest point. That's insane. Yeah, and, and during this period, the, the early investors that were not retail investors, so like normal people like you and me that would invest, um, the early investors, corporate investors, things like that, who had access to talking to Nikola's engineers and touring their facilities before the IPO, before buying their stock, they had a chance to sell, to sell their stock at a hefty profit when it was overvalued. Um, because if they talked to an engineer or toured the facility... I feel like it'd be pretty easy to figure out, huh, this is kind of all bullshit. Yeah. But to let them get in, let Trevor Milton hype the stock price, and then everyone, anyone get out early that wanted to to sell at a profit. Um, the, not, the lies behind Nikola 1 and the Badger were some of the most egregious that contributed to pumping up the stock artificially, but there was one more big one that we haven't talked about yet. Um Remember how Nikola had promised to create a network of hydrogen fueling stations where the hydrogen gas would be made on demand, on site, by electrolysis? Well, of course, Trevor Milton made multiple claims that this was also going perfectly well. Um, although they claimed to have standardized, whatever that means, the hydrogen filling station to reduce the cost of building them to only $14 million dollars, per station when originally they were supposed to cost like 70 million or something is what he said. And they reduced the cost. Uh, they had not actually started building any hydrogen fueling stations or even picked a location or applied for a permit for one to be built in four years. Uh, they also, they did have one fueling station in Arizona where they were like, they were based out of originally. And Milton mm -hmm. said that the hydrogen there was produced on site by electrolysis, but in actuality, it was just filled up by like by a third party company that sold hydrogen gas. And someone had like snuck in and like taken a picture of them like filling the station. Um, before their stock was officially listed, Trevor tried to get his board uh, on board to buy some electrolyzers just to make it look like they had started building stations. And he did this purposely to coincide with media releases uh, in the lead up to announcing that they were going public. So he's like, we got to at least pretend that we have these. And that's like basically what he said in the emails to his board. He's like, he's like, you know, they're going to find out we're not doing this. So we should buy some. It'll, it'll make us look good. Then in multiple interviews during the media blitz, he said that Nikola had reduced the cost of producing hydrogen to under $4 per kilogram 
uh, when in reality they were just buying it for around $16 per kilogram and made up some complete lie about how they could do it because they got cheaper energy by building the stations next to freeways that was basically just nonsense. I didn't even really follow what he meant when he was saying it, so I'm not going to repeat it. And all of this set Milton up to cash out on a $70 million option to sell some of his stock right after going public. So he immediately profited $70 million. But what would actually follow all this was a rapid fall from this peak. After going public, Milton relinquished his role of CEO and assumed a position as the chairman of the board of directors for Nikola in June of 2020. Just three months later, when Nikola was still going pretty well, they had just announced a partnership with General Motors, actually. A short seller released a report detailing all of the lies that Milton had spread about the company that we've talked about so far. And this short selling company was called Hindenburg Research. I just want to stop for a second and just appreciate how funny it is that the company was called Hindenburg Research, mm-hmm. which is literally named for a tragedy caused by a hydrogen gas filled vehicle. Yeah. They, yep. na- they did not name it for this purpose. They were named in 2017. They didn't think about that very well. I was like, that's hilarious. This is like, sometimes truth is stranger than fiction. But after the release of the short-selling report, which had a bunch of evidence, this is where all the emails and stuff that I've referenced, they're all in there. Uh, they actually had partnered with a, a whistleblower from inside Nikola that had been able to provide them with a bunch of documents and communications. Uh, so after it came out, Nikola's stock price immediately started to fall. And the same day, multiple class action lawsuits representing the shareholders were also filed. Four days later, the SEC and Department of Justice started investigations into the claims. And six days after that, Milton resigned. Although he did tweet a couple weeks previous. Of course he did. Cowards run. Leaders stay and fight. About two weeks before he resigned and he ran. Uh, In July of the next year. Why was he even tweeting that? He loved Twitter, man. He loved Twitter. He, cause he's a con man. He lo- he just loved hyping everything up. That's what he thought business was, was just lying. I mean, just go sell insurance or something. You can't be, right. you can't lie in technology because at some point you need to deliver on promises. Yeah. Yeah. No, that's true. Right. If you want to be a businessman that just, or a business person that just lies about things, trust me, there are. There are many places you can go where that's all they want. But in tech, you can't do that. Uh, One year later in July, Milton was indicted on three counts of securities fraud and securities and wire fraud. Although another count would be added soon after his arrest. He pleaded not guilty, but in October of 2022, he was found guilty by a jury of his peers. And last month in December of 2023, he was sentenced to four years in prison, which is not very long. Kind of light. Yeah. yeah. Um, there, because he won't even serve at all. Well, that's what I'm saying. Yeah, I, I don't think so. He might serve two. 
Yeah, they never. Well, yeah, I guess if it's such a short sentence, maybe they leave him in the whole time. But yeah, I, I think you're like, you're like up for early release. I think like halfway in or something to your sentence. I don't know how it works. To be honest, I could just be talking out my ass right now. Um, I don't know. Gypsy Rose had to serve eight of her ten. It was also murder. Oh, true. So I mean, I I do think they're governed differently. Yeah. On severity. Yeah, and her crazy boyfriend still in prison. What's up with that? Just because he actually did the stab. That is a weird situation. I yeah, it's been all over my fucking TikTok feed. I'm like, I did not know this story. I actually don't know it that well. Yeah, I didn't see they did like that television show or whatever. I didn't see any yeah. of that. So I all I know is like her all I know is that like her mom had Munchausen's by proxy, like basically kept her as a prisoner in her own home. She convinced this guy to like murder her mom. Yeah, all I know is that her and that guy they went to a movie date in person where her mom came and then they went and had sex in the bathroom. That's what I heard on TikTok. And I was like, Okay, I guess I know that now. That's information. I didn't know that. That's information I have to know. Um, well, apparently her husband that she met while she's in prison is, is laying it down. He lays the pipe. What? Yeah. She, oh, I'll have to send it to you. She uh -huh. like, she, he was like, people were like being haters about their relationship. And she's like, let the haters hate baby. Um, they're just like, what'd she say? She said something about like, you're the one dicking me down every night and like, like keeping me happy something like this and it was like it was too much it was a, too much i was like put her back in jail that's what i that's what a murder in eight years in prison will do to you i guess but back in jail um speaking of if you needed another reason to hate trevor milton there is also a really unfortunate allegation against him for like sexual misconduct with his cousin with his cousin that i don't want to get into in this episode because I was like, no, <laughs> I'm just not, Ew. I'm not going to touch that. I don't want to talk about it, Fuck. but there's that too. Um, so he yeah, didn't go, he didn't get any prison time for that. I think they were outside the, uh, statute of limitations. Mm. They're removing that from a lot of, in a lot of States, the statute of limitations on sexual assault, but I, but it, it it's ex post facto. I think it, it, you know, it only applies to things after the change. So, yeah, no, it was bad. And it was also at a funeral. So it's a really bad story, that one. So that's why I was like, I'm not nah. going to look it up. I was like, eh, we'll give the gist right at the end. So yeah, fake it till now you I make it. I don't know what he looks like. Trevor Milton? Yeah. Kind of looks like normal, like white douchebag Mormon guy. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, fake it till you make it is infecting the tech industry in America with people who will say anything to sell their product. It may work if the science behind a product is actually sound, but Nikola and Theranos have showed us that many C-suite executives are willing to completely fabricate technology to make money in the short term, just expecting it to all work out. Trevor Milton is a chronic liar who has cheated in Everything he has ever done. Nikola was a ripoff of Tesla that had absolutely nothing to deliver besides heartbreak for many people who invested in the company. 
May he serve every minute of those four years. Although I can already hear our update in one year when they release him for good behavior after he refound his faith in Joseph Smith. So thank you everybody for listening to this extremely gravelly episode of white collars, red hands. I will make this outro brief because I can feel myself losing my voice. Yeah, You're losing it. <clears throat> so do you want me to do it? Yeah. Can you do it actually? Yeah. So if you want to hear more like this, you can check out our social medias. We are on facebook.com slash white collars, red hands. We are on Twitter at White Collars Pod. We are on Instagram at White Collars underscore Red Hands. We are on TikTok at White Collars Red Hands. If you hear a white collar crime story and you are like, oh, I think that 99 Kashan should cover that, you can go ahead and email that to us. It is whitecollarsredhands at gmail.com. You can also check out our website, get to know our faces, get to meet us um and while you're on the website if you want a shirt or a hoodie to support us in the new year new swag go to the merch tab of our website it'll take you to t public where you can buy whatever you want with our logo on it um am i forgetting anything else kashan uh did you say well, you word of mouth? Oh, yeah, that too yeah you can also check out our YouTube, White Collars, Red Hands. Subscribe to that. You can watch this episode. You can see my bedroom. You can see Kashan's living room, um, which you always see. Um, and then also the, another great way to support us is by telling a friend. Um, you know, word of mouth is probably the best way to let people know about our podcast. But another great way to support us is also by leaving us a rating. You can do that on Apple Podcasts or on Spotify, and we are wherever you listen to podcasts. I think that's it. I think that's it too. All right. Well, we will see you next week on another episode of White Collars. Red, Red hands. hands. Damn. Work tonight.